Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us. Very thankful to be your host. Do check out our other podcast here. Subscribe, please, and leave us a five-star review. Just helps people find us. We're looking at an amazing find that dates to 825 B.C. today, and it comes from Titus Kennedy, wonderful book, uh, Unearthing the Bible. And it's King Jehu and the Assyrians, the Black Obelisk of Shalmaneser III, Black Obelisk is one of those foundational ones like, you know, the Misha Stele or something along those lines. Just really a basic foundational uh, archaeological discovery. And it was found in Kalhu, Nimrud, Iraq. And uh, so let's get started. I think you're just going to be interested in it. I'm going to start off by reading the footnotes that Mr. Kennedy has written. I use this like as a textbook. I recommend just people pass it out all over the world. It's that good for anything that can prove the Bible true is a great thing. So obelisk is a tall monument with four sides, tapering top that was usually carved out of stone and contained writing and illustrations. And then it goes on to say from another thing, this tribute of Jehu to Shalmaneser III occurred on Mount Carmel, which is near Jezreel, where Jehu assassinated Jehoram and Jezebel, and also the location where Elijah had defeated the prophets of Baal years before. So that's pretty interesting. I did want to say, too, till I had read this particular book, I, you know, this is a foundational text. I've probably known it since the 1980s, and I never knew that this was in Mount Carmel, supposedly. So I appreciate little nuances like that. Inscriptions on the Black Obelisk of Shalmaneser III, the Kala Bulls and uh, Kerbal statue, and the marble slab of marble slab all mention Jehu, so he's very well attested to. And it's possible that Prophet Hosea referred back to Shalmaneser III and the destruction he caused in an attack in Hosea 10:14. So. Lots of mentions, you know, Jehu's going to be one of the uh, dozens, 73 plus people confirmed from the Old Testament. You can check out that podcast and also our video over at our New Life of Albany channel. Got over 5,000 videos, many apologetic in nature over there as well, New Life of Albany, Georgia. If you like to give, it'll tell you how to give over there too. Okay, so in about 825 B.C., near the end of his reign, Shalmaneser III of Assyria erected a commemorative obelisk carved from black limestone in the city square of Kalhu near the white obelisk of Ashurbanipal I. Called the Black Obelisk of Shalmaneser III, this monument recounted 31 years of military campaigns. The foreign kings is subdued using text and illustrations. Always remember the practice to this day is when you're writing about military victories, you're not writing usually about military defeats. That's one <laughs> almost ironclad law. Secondly, you might say, man, why'd they do an obelisk? Yeah, go to go to um, Washington, D.C. and look at the Washington Monument or even the Vatican. I mean, so it's, it's something like the Washington Monument. I mean, it's still being done today. The cuneiform text not only mentions kings paying tribute, but panels on the obelisk has picked five of those kings, Sua of Gilzainu, Iran, Jehu of the house of Amri, and boy, Amri is huge in archaeology, 
the king of Musri, Egypt, Marduk, Abel, Usur of Suhai, Mesopotamia, and Kalpurunda of Patan, Turkey. Wide-ranging, several hundreds of miles in circumference of these victories. On the second illustrative panel from the top, Shalmaneser III appears on the left, standing under a parasol with two Assyrian officials behind him, while King Jehu of Israel bows down with his face near the ground with two Assyrian officials also standing behind him. Now, it's always been assumed to be Jehu. There's a lot of speculation today it may not be Jehu, but sometimes we tend to overthink things, and uh, it's probably Jehu. The following three panels around the obelisk depict Israelites bringing tributes of various gold and silver objects. Above the scene of Jehu is an Assyrian inscription that translates partially as the tribute of Jehu, house of Omri I, received from him silver and gold. Now, the ones that would say it's not Jehu, they would say it's a representative, you know. So the house of Omri refers to the royal Israelite dynasty of kings founded by Omri, just like the house of David is for the southern kingdom, typically seen as the most powerful and famous monarch of the northern kingdom of Israel by foreign nations. This is the earliest known image of an Israelite king, an independent source confirming Jehu as the king of Israel in the 9th century B.C., just like the Bible said, I will add, and one of four inscriptions of Salmanazar III that mentioned Jehu. Jehu, son of Nimshi, king of Israel, is recorded in Kings and Chronicles as eliminating the previous dynasty and taking the throne from Jehoram in the northern kingdom of Israel during the 9th century B.C. When people drive furiously, it's, you know, it's entered our popular lexicon of English, they drive like Jehu. The inscription on the obelisk refers to Jehu as part of the house of Omri in the sense of a successor in the line of northern Israelite kings since Omri had been dead for many years before the rise of Jehu. Also, like it'll say, such and such, the son of. In some cases in the Bible, it doesn't mean uh, linear DNA heir. Like son uh, could refer to a nephew. It could refer to uh, just the successor, the regnal successor. So there is that. Some cases it's important, like the line of Messiah, that it is actual DNA, but there's other instances where it's not. At this time, the Assyrian Empire was one of the major powers of the world, and therefore it is not surprising to see an Israelite king bringing tribute to the Assyrian king Shalmaneser III, who had defeated and subjugated many nations, including Israel and their king. I will say people, well, why would the Bible say son of? When, well, this is a huge fallacy of we're bringing our culture and understanding into the realm of the Bible. If the uh, ancient Near East, the term son, for instance, referred to regnal successor, not necessarily genealogical uh, heir or DNA uh, touched heir, I mean, why, I mean, why are we so full of hubris to go in and say, well, that's just crazy. Uh, they should respect our norms and our, our understandings. I mean, that's just insanity. Uh, in, in a hyperbolic sense, not a literal sense, you're not insane. If you believe that, it's, it's just, a, you know, we're all human, we're all finite, and only God is infinite, obviously. Um. Tributes paid to kings by 
subdued or less uh, powerful nations were common in the ancient world. In fact, there's another tribute to the Assyrians by Israel recorded not long after the time of Jehu when Menahem was forced to give tribute to Tiglath-Pileser. So that's pretty interesting. And even Hezekiah, there's another from the southern kingdom. There's a Assyrian text about that. The Assyrian texts don't mention the 185,000 people the angel killed because the same reason the Egyptian texts don't mention uh, everybody dying chasing the Philistine. I mean the uh, Israelites crossing the Red Sea. There's going the way of the not the way of the Philistine, but anyhow, um, they just didn't record negative things. We still don't today. The image and text demonstrate that Jehu was the king of Israel in the 9th century B.C. during the dominance of the Assyrian Empire following Omri, Ahab, and Joram, just as kings and chronicles record. So yet another just incredible proof of the veracity of the word of God. And so I'm not totally sure how people who don't believe the Bible, uh, most times, um, you almost rarely speak to a very informed atheist. And what I mean by that, I'm not using it in an insultive term, but they would just be totally ignorant of so many of these finds or dismisses, dismissive of them uh, by reading some radical liberal author or something who's interpreted the data in some way that's not tenable with historical record. So God bless you. Thanks for being here. Join us daily. Please share with your friends, family, church family, and we will talk with you later. Bye-bye.